Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hi there. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Today I'm going to be talking about the changes that you can expect as your baby moves from babyhood to toddlerhood and I think it's so important to really get into the details of this because a lot of times as parents, I don't know, toddlerhood kind of blindsides us maybe. I think we all know deep down like okay yeah it's going to be harder They, you know, we all hear about the terrible twos, they're going to have more tantrums, but we don't really realize that we need to understand those developmental, those um, emotional, those, um, you know, physical changes that they go through and that it can really affect eating and that if we understand that stuff before, hopefully before they even enter the stage, we can um, have a lot of influence in terms of how their eating actually goes throughout toddlerhood and know how to tackle you know different situations that come up so today that's really going to be my focus is just kind of enlightening you on what changes to expect on all these fronts and how it affects eating and what you can do or at least lead you in the direction of where to go and what to do so for the purposes of today's podcast episode I want to just define what toddlerhood really is so you know technically really toddlerhood is age one to three If you know I have a Feeding Toddlers online course, if you have followed me for some time, you probably know that. And I, you know, cover, I call it Feeding Toddlers, but I cover strategies that work for kids even, you know, into preschool ages like four and five, and then even young school age kids like six and seven and eight. The strategies really are the same. You have to start them in toddlerhood, which is why that's what the whole course is about is starting in toddlerhood and hopefully doing it as a preventative kind of measure versus uh, I'm going to try and fix a problem that's gone too far with picky eating or something like that. So I like to recommend that parents actually start the course and start looking at things like what I'm talking about today earlier on. So really starting at 10 months of age, 11 months of age, 12 months of age, that's when I want you to start focusing on the changes that you need to do as a parent when feeding your child in order to kind of prevent or curb this um, this kind of trend into picky eating and problem eating and mealtime behavior that comes up. So with that, let's kind of start with the beginning. What is happening, you know, as your baby moves from 10, 11, 12 months of age into toddlerhood, what is happening? So you know, by, you know, nine, 10 months of age, I'm hoping that, you know, your baby has kind of experienced a variety of foods. They've been exposed to a variety of foods. They've been exposed to a variety of textures. And so by 12 months, they can pretty much handle most textures with ease. 
you can say that they're moving on from now baby food to solely table food. And of course, there's going to be some modifications to this, but really you're going to see that your toddler's joining you at the table and they're eating very much like an adult. So you should see their gag reflex is almost completely diminished and the quantity of food that they're eating becomes a lot more substantial. So it's no longer like, oh, I'm not sure how much food they're actually ingesting and swallowing. I can't quantify so much how much they're eating. It's a lot more obvious, you know, that they're chewing well, they can take bites, they're swallowing well, and they're getting in substantial amounts of calories from food. And since more calories are going to be coming from food, you're going to also see that milk feedings are going to start to decrease as you approach 12 months of age. And they're going to slowly start to be replaced one by one with more meals and snacks. So really the ideal is by about 12 months of age, the goal is to have three meals a day plus one snack, moving into two snacks by 14 months of age. So you can find out a little bit more about milk quantities and feeding schedules in last week's episode that I put out and that was all about feeding schedules for babies 6 to 12 months. So definitely check that out if you want some information on all of that jazz and have some questions about it. That's the episode for you. Now as they hit 12 months of age and beyond, you're going to start to, uh, you know, want to move them away from on-demand feeding to more of an organized feeding schedule. So as your baby, you know, approaches that one year of age and into 13 and 14 months of age, that's the time that we're going to start to expect or at least teach them to wait a little bit in between, you know, meals and snacks. And we're going to want them to start to follow uh, more of an adult or a family meal schedule. So they're going to have to develop a hunger for more structured meals and snacks throughout the day. So for example, when your newborn was hungry, you likely, hopefully, fed them immediately on demand as they required it. But as they start to get older, what I want you to start to shift in your mind is that you're going to have to start to allow them to wait a little bit in between scheduled meals and snacks um, for until they come around. So I'm going to be doing a podcast episode on this in the next couple of weeks just to walk you through the details about feeding schedules, why we want to have them, and how to do this in toddlerhood. But just keep this in the back of your mind as one of the changes that's going to start to take effect. So... As you can see, toddlers are learning how to master table foods. They're moving on to adult meal schedules and, you know, they're adapting to kind of how we eat. But I really want to stress here that the key word here is learning. Because you see, many people assume that by the time their child hits one year of age or maybe, you know, even 16 or 18 months of age max, you know, they should know now everything there is to know about how to eat and that it's just the same principles as before. You know, they started solids at six months. They've tasted a bunch of food. They've tasted a bunch of of textures. And basically we think, well, okay, great. They've mastered table food and now they know how to eat like an adult and we're off. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. But that's not really true. Toddlers are still very much learning how to eat still. And because learning how to eat as a developmental process is going to take a long time, they're still just in one early phase of learning. And at this point, it's still, like I said, going to take a few years for them to really get a hang of it. So we need to be patient with them. For one, they haven't developed mature taste buds yet. So their taste buds are actually still changing, believe it or not, very frequently. So what they like one day, they may not like another day. And they're going to need some 
some time to basically form and accustom their taste buds to all different types of foods, even the ones that they're used to having on a daily basis. They also have more sensitive or stronger taste buds than adults would. So this is going to take lots of time, a few you know months, a few years for them to desensitize their taste buds. The other thing is that they're still learning how to handle the textures of every type of food. So yes, they may have been exposed to certain textures, hopefully a variety of them, but maybe not enough that they've mastered them all. Um, and maybe, you know, some are still having even issues with mixed textures or maybe really difficult, hard to chew ones. So clearly they need more experience with a bunch of different textures to be able to master them and handle them well and say, okay, you know, they're ready and they're fine and they can eat forevermore really well. One thing to note is that outside of time that we want to give them, it's absolutely crucial during this learning phase that they have somebody to model healthy eating behavior and to keep them on the right path. So really because they're learning, they look to somebody to actually teach them how to do this in the right way. And that's going to be you or any other caregiver that's going to be around your child at mealtime. So I encourage you to keep this in mind and um, try and sit down with your toddler as much as possible at mealtime so that you can really be there as their teacher to model exemplary eating behavior. So you know how I said that eating is a learning process. Well, I want you to think of eating as a learning process that's much like a baby who's learning to walk. So technically, although maybe um, they started walking around 9 or 10 or 11 months of age or 12 months of age, in the sense that they can stand on their own two feet, you know, they can take some steps, they can technically travel around, but they're still not very coordinated. They're still not walking the way an adult would walk and they still need lots of time to advance and they need help, you know, adapting to different situations or different environments. So for example, you know, you put your toddler on gravel or a rockier path and they're probably going to stumble. They might move slowly. They might fall and they're going to need you to help them. So much like learning to go from a walk to a proper jog to a proper sprint, you know, which can take many, many years, a whole childhood or even to teenagers to learn how to properly do that. I want you to think of eating as following that same trajectory. It takes a long time. It's a developmental phase that is still developing. And so I want you to think of eating as this learning process that will happen over five, six, seven, or even eight years into the future. Now, one thing I'm going to say is that, unfortunately, what I like to call the honeymoon phase with eating is likely over. And what I mean is that a lot of times they go from being curious about all types of foods, trying everything, following their parents' lead as a baby, and then all of a sudden, as they approach one year of age, they start to exhibit some new behavior. So maybe it's pickiness around food, maybe it's mealtime behavior issues, whatever it is. It is very common for me to hear things like, oh my God, my baby used to eat so well and all of a sudden they just stopped eating everything. And I want you to know that it's really common and it's really normal. Sometimes it happens a little bit later than one year. You know, for some kids, you know, they might not even enter the stage until closer to two years of age, but it's very, very normal. So I want to go through some of the reasons why these changes might be happening to your toddler, why you might see, you know, increased pickiness, increased mealtime struggles or behavior issues, and this will hopefully help you understand the backstory so that you'll know how to tackle it and what to expect. So number one reason why this all starts to happen in the toddler years is because 
your toddler actually slows in growth as they approach one year of age. So during the first year of life, their job is literally to grow. They go through a grow, eat, poop, sleep cycle. They literally triple their birth weight. And it's critical that your baby puts on weight in order to increase their chance of survival. That is their main you know, method, uh, mechanism of survival is weight gain. Now, by one year of age, things actually slow way down and they just don't need as many calories anymore per pound. And it might seem a little bit counterintuitive if you think about it because, you know, we think, well, toddlers are bigger bodies, they're moving around, they're active, and they're expending more energy, so of course they need more energy to fuel them. But it's actually the opposite that's true. So they only really gain about five pounds per year as toddlers, so their calorie needs decrease as a result, and we need to accept that their appetites may not be as big as they once were. Growth takes a backseat in toddler years, And you're going to instead find that they're going to be more focused on activities that foster learning and exploring and mastering new skills. So they're out of that eat, poop, sleep rotation that they were in babies that kept them alive. And now what's going to keep them alive from that evolutionary perspective is actually learning how to do different tasks and learn about the world and, you know, how to talk and what to do in social situations and all of this type of thing. So you're going to find that um, they're not going to want to step away from their activities or whatever they're enjoying and have to come to the table. Um, This is, again, very normal. Of course, we can help redirect them. So remembering that we're the models here and we've got to help them get through this learning phase of eating. But it's very natural, normal to see that, you know, they're going to be busy, they're going to be active, they're going to be full of energy and curiosity. And that's going to be where their focus is, which is where their focus really should be. Because again, that's what's going to help increase their chances of survival versus sitting down and eating tons of food and getting in tons of calories, you know, which is probably what we think is best for them at this time. You're also going to find that day to day, their appetites are going to fluctuate like crazy. So some days you're going to find that they're eating minimal, minimal amounts of food. They'll be nibbling at something or not wanting to eat. And then other days you're going to find that they're eating ridiculous amounts of food. You've never seen them eat like that before. Maybe they're even eating more than you. And you're like, what is happening? Who are you? Why are you doing this? And one of the reasons why this happens, you know, some days they eat, other times they don't, is because they're going to go through different phases where they're slowing in growth. Uh, you know for a few weeks and then they actually go through these growth spurts which is going to of course increase their appetite during that time they're also going to go through many sick days days of illness Um, they're going to go through teething processes still and so naturally you're going to see that there's going to be times where again their appetite fluctuates they don't eat as much and then they eat ridiculous amounts and Even when your toddler's in different environments, you're going to see that's going to have an effect. So having your toddler at home versus in daycare or with their grandmother versus with you is going to have an effect in terms of the environment and the situation they're in. That's going to have actually quite a big effect on their appetite and mealtime behavior. So just expect that there's going to be a lot of change in how much they eat day to day. Now, another reason why you see all this change start to happen is because toddlers are extremely in tune with their hunger and fullness cues. So they are really good at responding appropriately to the signals that their body is giving. And this is an amazing thing. It's something that as adults, we don't really have the skill unless we really try to mindfully practice to get there. We're often as adults, you know, responding to external cues in the environment to eat. So for example, we might eat because it's noontime versus the fact that we're actually hungry. 
But with toddlers, they don't actually approach it this way. So it could be noontime or it could be breakfast time, whatever it is. And if they're not hungry, they're just not going to eat. It's as simple as that. It's black and white. So not only is this an explanation for why they might not always be eating all of their meals, but this innate ability to regulate their appetite and eat according to what their body tells them they need at the time is actually a skill that we want to keep. We want to encourage it. And one that they've started with as babies, but just naturally as their appetite decreases, they're going to continue to respond to that. And that's something we want to retain. We don't want to teach them to override those cues because we think as parents they need to eat more or less or just because a food is available. So I just really want you to think about that is they know exactly what they need. They are listening to their body and it's often our preconceived notions that get in the way and in fact teach them skills that we don't really want them to have with like overriding hunger and fullness cues. All right, now one of the other really unique stages of toddlerhood that I want to talk about that affects eating majorly is the fact that they go through a neophobic stage. So if you've never heard of neophobia, basically it just means that it's there's this weariness or a phobia of new food. And here's how I explain it. So neophobia is basically this adaptation mechanism that was designed to help keep babies safe as soon as they became more mobile. So maybe around one year of age, you know, to two years of age. So this mechanism actually prevented children of the past. So think of our ancestors thousands of years ago. It prevented children from ingesting a potentially dangerous substance that they might come across when they're crawling around. So it makes them more suspicious of any potential food that may come across their way. This was this was a good thing in the past, but we still have this now. And you might notice that, you know, your toddler even enjoys a specific food, but the second it's touching a new food or, you know, something different, or if it's mixed in, they don't want to approach it at all. And that's just because their brain is telling them, hey, this looks new, this looks different. This is part of the evolutionary adaptation that is cautioning them and trying to keep them safe. Of course, nowadays we don't need this anymore and so it's a little bit frustrating but just understand why they developed this neophobia so again back to modeling healthy eating and our role in feeding this is actually a great way we can influence their eating is by modeling that hey this is okay to eat mom or dad enjoys this you know when they look at us eating they're determining whether or something is safe and good to eat of course this will take some time but just know that this is a really great strategy to help overcome neophobia and of course increasing exposure to a food over and over again so that they really understand this is fine this is normal this is going to show up and I don't have to be cautious around it. Now the other thing is that, and you may have noticed this by now if you already have a toddler, you're going to notice that toddlers have a really strong drive for carby or starchy foods and dairy products typically. It's completely normal that they go through this phase and the main reason is that first of all these foods are really good sources of energy that come quick to them. So they're quick sources of glucose which is the natural, um, the, the main nutrient, the only nutrient that our brain operates off of. So because they all break down to glucose, you know, it gives them a quick bolt of energy, something that they need, and then they can just move on with their day. But the other thing is that these foods are also more readily available in their environment as well. So what is happening is that, you know, they're exposed to these foods often. It's often what's available to them, often what we make available to them. And so it becomes what they're used to. So if you think about a lot of the convenience foods that are available day to day, 
many, if not most of them, are carbohydrate-based snacks or foods, you know, kind of those quick forms of carbs that are going in and they're really easy to consume. They're not difficult to chew, they're palatable. So it's easy to see why our toddlers have an affinity for these foods. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be feeding them pasta and yogurt every single day for every single meal. There are things, of course, that we can do to help broaden their diet, but just know that this is a very normal thing for your toddler to go through. There's nothing wrong with your child if they prefer carbs. You know, they're not going to be doomed for life. It is a normal phase they go through. Of course, we can encourage them to broaden their diet and um, there's tons of tips that I will go through in another episode for that. Now the last thing that I want to say, and I'd say that this is probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, that we need to understand with toddlers is just the personality changes that they're going through. So where they're discovering now this kind of newfound sense of independence, they want to exert some more control over the decisions in their life and they want to be more autonomous in their day-to-day tasks. So they're going to be testing their boundaries. They're going to be exploring their limits and testing, hmm, like what can I do? What can't I do? There's going to be, you know, a lot of experimenting happening and you're going to find that mealtime specifically is going to be one of those places in their life that they can actually have some control over. So maybe they can't control where they're going for the day or what they're wearing, but when it comes to food and whether or not they want to eat it, that's something that they have power over. So you're going to start to see that they're going to exert, you know, some of that control in this realm of feeding and mealtimes. You're also probably going to start to see some mealtime behavioral issues start to come up. And so it's not that they're being bad kids, but bad habits can and usually do start at this toddler stage if we don't know how to handle it. So this is really important stuff to know because we can tackle it right away and nip it in the bud in a way that works for them, but also for us where we're allowing them to exert some control, but within set limits. So role reversals here are not going to work. Please keep that in mind that, you know, as parents, we're here for a reason. We need to keep our roles the way they were meant to be so that we can guide our toddlers through this learning phase in the best and healthiest way possible. If you haven't listened to my podcast on the division of responsibility, it's um, episode number nine. It's actually called The One Feeding Strategy That Will Change Mealtimes Forever. That's a really, really important episode to listen to that will help determine what your roles are, what your child's roles are, and um, give you a good overview of what you need to start working on so that role reversals don't happen and you can tackle these developmental changes with a solid foundation, a, a solid rule to go off of, which that podcast episode will explain. So to recap, by understanding the changes that toddlers are going to go through developmentally, so their need for control, independence, testing, combined with their slow growth, their decreased or fluctuating appetite, their love for carbs, you can see how we should actually come to expect more problems around eating and yet be more sympathetic to them and to ourselves that we're not doing anything wrong as parents per se. We just have to shift our strategies to accommodate to these new changes and appeal to this new stage that they're in. So we need to stay ahead of the curve to prevent actual issues with picky eating long term. Although it's normal for them to go through a picky eating stage, it's a really delicate point in their development where depending on what we do and how we react, we can lead them either further down that stage or we can quickly learn how to guide them through it or out of it completely. 
if your toddler is already there no big deal you can get them out it just will probably take a little bit longer so I encourage you to educate yourself and get out of the idea that you know it's business as usual when it comes to feeding toddlers as it was for feeding babies they're they are basically like new people they need new strategies and if you're looking for those strategies if you really want to get a full view picture step-by-step plan on how to feed toddlers in addition to what to feed toddlers you're definitely going to want to check out my feeding toddlers online course because that's literally what it's based off of and it walks you step-by-step through all the different areas and things that you want to look at things you want to change how do you talk to your toddler at mealtime how do you set up meals set up the environment what to offer how to offer it so that you can work with them in these stages and really help get them moving into adventurous eating instead of piggy eating so you can find the link to that course in my show notes and I really hope that this episode was helpful I hope you were able to gain some insight if you found some value if you learned anything new in this episode go ahead and let me know leave me a rating and a review I would really appreciate that and I hope you all have a wonderful day